everybody, just a reminder to go see our friends down at Two Docks in downtown Lubbock, 502 Texas Avenue. Best beer in Lubbock by far. Brendan and I can both attest to it. Great guys, great place to hang out with friends and great food trucks out there as well. But they were voted the best place to have a beer in Lubbock best of the west for this year so go down and see our friends down at two docks in downtown lubbock now let's get to rrs in 10 Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome into RRSN10. I am RC alongside Brandon. It is Tuesday, March 16th. Brandon, how you doing, man? Good, doing good. Uh, tomorrow's my grandmother's birthday. Uh, she's no longer with us, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about tomorrow. I always look ahead for St. Patrick's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays for some reason. I really don't know why. But I was going to say. Kind of, always kind of mark it in my, because I'm not Irish for any, at least that I know of. But, um. I'm not either. Uh, for those who are wondering, I know I'm yeah, transparent so. when it comes to my uh, <laughs> complexion, but I am not Irish. Um, but, it's uh, interesting. but nonetheless, yeah, I've always kind of just enjoyed it. I guess it's usually for us, it would be what the week before spring break, if not, sometimes it's the week of, but we're olds now. So oh, no longer. Those were the days, breaks. Brandon. Those were the days to say the least. We will uh, yeah. get you all up to date on everything in texas tech athletics there are three sporting events within texas tech athletics today we'll recap the back to back to back just walk off man historic type walk off um Mm -hmm. for texas tech first time they've ever gone back to back to back um as a walk off in program history and the way that they did it was Super, super fitting. We'll also talk about Texas Tech men's basketball. And then Brandon and I will give our thoughts as him and I are covering spring football. And today was the first day for that for Texas Tech. But let's get to the schedule for today as the three things going on on campus or, well, at least in the athletic program are women's golf. Um, They are playing in Hurricane Utah. I don't think Utah's ever had a hurricane, but I could be wrong. (laughs) Um, men's golf is down in Austin playing at the Texas Invitational and then women's tennis is the lone, um, athletic event on campus as they are set to face the Mustangs of SMU with first serve set for 11 AM. Now, if you backtrack to Monday, the women were playing in hurricane Utah and the men were playing down in Austin when it comes to golf. But the real thing that stood out on campus in terms of just athletics was obviously the back-to-back-to-back home runs in the bottom of the 10th to send the number seven Red Raiders to a wild. And when you say wild, I mean wild. Nine-to-eight walk-off win over UConn on Monday. They completed the four-game sweep and moved to 14-3 and with a win streak of 14 games. Drew Baker... (laughs) Had the three-run homer early in the game to give them a five-to-four lead. Tech carried a six-to-four lead into the ninth, but you got to give the Huskies credit. Four and ten is not really this. When you look at their record, that does not tell the whole story for them as they have played a lot of quality opponents. Came back 
and the Huskies actually took a lead in the tent that looked like they were going to be able to squeak one out in Lubbock, and they just ran out of gas. And when I mean they ran out of gas, they just ran out of pitchers. And you had Nate Romback come out, get his second homer of the series. Cal Conley comes out, hits a no-doubter to left, and then it was just super fitting for a guy that had struggled all day, Brandon, at the plate, and Braxton Fulford. He had the golden sombrero, the four Ks in a game, and he comes out on the second pitch of his A-B and extras and, well, completes the sweep, and Texas Tech moves into Big 12 play with 14 consecutive wins. Yeah, and uh, like you said, I think I think Nate kind of struggled a little bit, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I know, obviously, Fulford had the – worst outing as you would say oh for four like you said but you get that extra you know that extra swing in and it really it really matters and you're kind of watching that and you're like okay well nate nate scores that homer or get the run across with that homer you're like okay there's some life to him because uconn's fought back every game it seems like i mean they've been down every game but they've never really given up if you watch them like you mentioned their record doesn't really say a lot about this team because from what i saw i mean they can turn things around pretty quick and you're playing, a, you're playing a top talented team. You're playing a really good Red Raider team that just had a really miss, just a misstep out in the first three games. Other than that, you're in a 14 game win streak. But nonetheless, you see that one go over the fence. You're like, okay, there's some life. You know, with baseball, it's like, you know, a grounder, just, you know, a simple out, you know, triple strike, strikeout. Then Cal comes up, sends one over. All to left field, also like left center or left field. So they were really was blowing out this past there. weekend. Yep. It really was. And it was on Saturday when I was there or uh, Sunday, excuse me. I was there Sunday and the wind was keeping some balls in, in play and you could tell they were really dying in the air, but they were all sending them to left. And then Braxton comes up and just sends one over, over to left field too. And a no doubter at that. Oh, one of goodness. my favorite, favorite sounds in, in baseball is just the wooden bat. So I really wish he would have had that, that crack of the bat. But you'll take the medal. You'll take it because you're 14 and three, and you're sitting here uh, with Oklahoma State coming up this weekend. So, also one of um, Jeff Haxton's best calls. Oh yeah, as John a Harris. Guest. John Harris really well as well on the TV. On the I, I haven't Coast heard podcast. his yet. I'm sure it's great. Um, I was listening on the radio. Um, oh, Jeff's super. I, I am. I haven't. I haven't heard that one actually. You should go, go check it out. It's on his Twitter absolutely okay. phenomenal call he's got all three of the home runs and it's just it's kind of like a building um yeah it, that's it, what's it, kind of going with the romback yeah, thing it's kind of it, like a yeah it, it, he, a ladder. He, like he was just and nate romback okay maybe there's okay, something there's some here. more to the red raiders okay, okay. cal conley ties it up you hear it in his voice <laughs> and then it, you know when Walk braxton adios, it, yeah and then braxton does it he's just yelling at this point and i'm sure everybody all the way to abilene could hear him um it was just absolutely ridiculous um but awesome game for the red raiders they sweep. will move on another sweep another sweep yeah they will move on and they will play the cowboys of oklahoma state this weekend to start big 12 play the only big 12 series this weekend by the way um it will be the number 20 oklahoma state cowboys coming in to Dan Lawfield to face the number seven Texas Tech Red Raiders who on a who are on a 14 game winning streak. So a good quality opponent. And you wondered how was Texas Tech going to look before Oklahoma State? Could they get back on track? I think they uh, squashed that right there yep. with 14 in a row. Real quick too. I know I mentioned it yesterday, but some people may have missed it. Texas Tech 
men's basketball. Obviously, by this point, everybody knows they're in the tournament. They will be playing Utah State, but the announcement of when their game is has been announced as well. It will be 12.45 p.m. on Friday at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana, on the campus of the University of Indiana. The game will be televised on TNT. Texas Tech comes in at 17-10. and 10. They are the sixth seed in the South region. They will play the number 11 seed. Utah State Aggies, who are 20 and 8 overall with a record of 15 and 4 in the Mountain West. And the winner would play Arkansas or Colgate, the winner of the 30 and 14 matchup. But, Brandon, you and I were at the first spring football practice today, as the first of 15 um, took part. We went out there and um, got to see some. Red Raider football players, some new faces, and you and I have a piece up on the site, and I will give full credit to Brandon. He's the one that put that together. I was just happy to send him some notes. Didn't think he would make it look that great, but I don't know what I was thinking. Of course, it was going to look great. Brandon was writing it. Helpful notes. So, Helpful. Yeah. Um, but spring practice began today, and you, were, you and I were both there for day one. We both had takeaways. What were your three takeaways from day one is um, we got to see some new faces, whether they were freshmen, whether that was transfers. Um, and there was quite a bit to look at. Yeah, there was. And I think uh, one of my first takeaways was the quarterback uh, unit as a whole. We, we both agreed about Donovan Smith, just kind of honestly kind of blowing it out. I, I blown out the water because he looked really good from what we saw. And again, I think I could speak for URC as well. We only got to see, what 30 minutes of of what we what we were that. able to see and it's the first day of spring practice you know so so you know it is what it is with that but um from what we did see donovan smith had some zip on the ball um you're missing tyler shuck obviously not on campus just quite yet um then you had you had kind of all the guys you saw what the quarterback room looks like right now and there's some clear standouts and henry columbia just because he has been here he has done it and, um, you know, he's he's seen the Big 12 in person. He's been through it from when he transferred. Uh, Maverick is still looking still kind of looking like he's still trying to get used to things, which I think is is something to note because everybody kind of thought we would may, might maybe have seen him last year, but we didn't. Then Donovan, obviously, off of surgery has looked terrific in our eyes. But um, and then you got Parker McNeil the new kid from Troy, right? That, but yep. I believe. And then Brylin uh, Lawson Young, who was also here last year, just adding some depth there. But that was my first takeaway, just kind of seeing as they had a little rust, they had some overthrows, um, some ugly passes, but your receivers, which kind of leads into one of our other takeaways uh, that we got combined, they made um they made plays for you. Or it's one of your takeaways, actually, with Loic, because Loic stood out to you. But nonetheless, one of my first takeaways was the quarterback room, just kind of seeing them for the first time. Yeah, Loic just absolutely stood out to me. Um, you know, you look at Eric as a comma, and if you just look at the guy, you're like, okay, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's got NFL first, second round written all over him. He's built like a guy that could just go out there and, and do it. You know, like yeah. he, he's built like he could go and do it. And um, every – you know who he's really built like, and I'm not trying to put this expectation on him, but he's built like Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he is Justin that's funny Jefferson. You, you say that because the first thing whenever we're talking, you mentioned first, second round, I can already hear a Burrow to Izu Kanma, 13. Yeah. Cincinnati Maybe. Bengals. I mean, but and, it, it, he's built but, like him, you yeah, know? Yeah. And and, I, and again, I don't want to put those expectations on him. I'm just saying what his body reminds me of and his skill set. 
like, is he the fastest guy in the world? No. no. But he's got deceptive speed, and I think Justin Jefferson does the same. But um, Loic really was the guy that stood out to me in the wide receiver core. I mean, again, where we were standing, we were on the defensive side of the field. So the defense yeah. was practicing on the turf. Offense was practicing on the grass. So, again, we were about probably, what, at least 75 yards away from what they were doing. Yeah, but we were. you could you could tell – that Loic was just making some plays because there was one play where I don't care if you were hundred yards, 150 yards away, you can tell a good play when you see it where he had to go up and he just had to make a one-handed play because it was not a great pass from Baron Morton. Um, and he just went up and got it one-handed. So he really stood out to me. The guy that stood out to me also on offense was uh, Taj Brooks. First yeah, drill was- we yeah, the One first drill things. we saw when we went in there was um, running backs against linebackers on the goal line, trying to catch, you know, those really hard in-between passes out uh, in the flats. And I thought Brooks looked great. He made a couple of one-handed plays just because the passes, the passes weren't great um, in that scenario. And I, I don't think he catches those balls um, last year, you know, and that's not, yeah. a, you know, a knock on him. He was a freshman the and freshman. He, he was known as a bruiser. Um, but his hands look a lot better. I thought to Roger Thompson, um, also just, I mean, he, he's a stud, man. He, he, he is an absolute stud. The Irving, Texas native is just, you, you can tell he's just the leader of the running backs. You know, he, he leads by example and that's exactly what he did when we were there. We saw him lead by example. He got those guys in line, got them in order and he just went and he, he does it almost silently. But when he does need to speak, he speaks. And I thought Sarajic was a guy that really just stood out to me. Um, and then I know that you mentioned defensive backs in your takeaways. Um, the lone defensive back that really stood out to me was the transfer from UCLA, Rashad Williams. I don't know how tall they're going to list him. Um, I believe he's 6'2". I would venture to say he's taller. Um, that's just me. Um, I, he's super rangy. Um, as you mentioned in the piece, his length is really, really big. And the thing that really stood out to me was, again, they it was drills. You know, we didn't get to see them go up against one-on-ones very much. But yeah. he was very coachable because you could tell he was um, – it wasn't his best day um, in terms of, oh, my gosh, this is my best day of practice. Like, there was a little rust there. But Jones was hard on him. Coach Derek Jones of the secondary group, he was hard on him. And he was like, hey, you need to do that drill right. He'd go back in there, not say a word, do it right. Jones would be like, do it one more time. He'd hop back in there, do it again. And so I I like guys that aren't too big in terms of, okay, coach, this is just spring practice. Go, It doesn't really mean much, you know? Like he's Mm -hmm. taking this seriously right now, and he wants to go out and win that starting job at one of those DB spots because you look at it, Dunlap is out right now um, due to shoulder surgery, um, or I believe it might be labrum surgery actually. Um, and then you have obviously fields coming back, which is a bit of surprise to some people, but coach Wells mentioned him in the presser, um, as you re- wrote on uh, redraidersports.com. So it was really good to see him out there. And he's one of those guys that I'm actually pretty excited about in the defensive backfield. Um, and then I, th- there's just one guy that stood out to me the most, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him and the other takeaways. I want you to mention yours because my God, that man is built like a Greek God. I think I know who you're talking about. 
But um, I, I want to mention, uh, you mentioned Coach Jones, uh, Derek Jones, that is the Duke uh, coach from last year. He was here last year coaching up the DBs. Also, shout out to some guy on Twitter, but not shout out because she probably he's probably not going to listen to this. This is for our lawyer subscribers. But I tweeted out a video today, and uh, it was just the cornerbacks. He, he had called out that we have very few DBs. But I only mentioned that it was Coach Jones coaching his DBs but the safeties were off doing their own thing. So there's a lot more DBs than the video shows. Oh, but yes. nonetheless, wanted to make that clear in case anybody else thought thought that we needed to add we only have eight. DBs. We only had eight yeah, members of the eight. secondary? Yeah. What is happening yeah, he here? He was kind of going crazy Coach Wells can't recruit. And yeah, exactly. And you're like, do we, do, we, do we give these guys the time of day? I'm the kind of guy that's like, no, because I, I know the real answer. But um, just in case. But nonetheless, my takeaways again, uh, Mason Tharp, and I think this goes for a lot of guys on this team, especially the guy that you're hinting about. Um, Coach Scholes has, you from year two, year one, two, and three, there's been a clear difference, and you can just look at Mason Tharp. And I mentioned this in the takeaways, but you've always kind of wanted a guy like uh, Calcaterra, right out in Iowa State, um, the tight ends. And yeah, there were, um, I, or is he Oklahoma? Calcaterra's Oklahoma. Okay, and then and then the guy at Iowa State. Well, there's like three of them, but yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's a slew of them, but this kid kind of gives you that. Okay, maybe we can match those tight ends now because Mason's development from when he arrived, which he's here early, from what Wells has said. Yeah, they, these guys should be in, like Coach Wells said, yearbook class in high school. And he's talking about Baron. I think he's talking about Mason and all those guys. Oh yeah, he's talking about Jared. Or, uh, they should be Bradley. in. So yeah, yeah, Jared, yeah, Jared Bradley, and um, they should be in high school doing this thing. But instead, you know, they came early, and his body from Coach Schultz's tweet, and uh, I, I mentioned it in the in the article there. Clear difference, clear. I think he said nineteen pounds, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, it, it less, says 248 to 220 from 229 to 248. So he's gained 19 pounds. 19 of pounds. And he's still running the same. He's still yeah. catching the same. And that's the kind of kid that you need to turn this program around to catch up to those Iowa States, to catch up to those Oklahomas. Because if you're if you're if you're determined to run this tight end, how you mentioned it year one when Yost was still here. You need kids like this. You can't just say, hey, you're going to go play tight end. You're a former lineman. Okay, well, go catch the ball. All right, no, you're going to recruit these true tight ends, bring them in, develop them, and hopefully they're going to be superstars for you. But the kid, man, just Mason in general, he's already tall enough. Add 19 pounds to this frame. He towered take it all over day. guys. Yeah, he, he, he did not look like a freshman. No, he towered over guys. And, and, and you could tell that he was just in, and this isn't trying to say that, the other guys in the position group or the group of wide receivers that were mixed in with the tight ends weren't in good shape, but you could just literally tell that Mason was in better shape than everybody else there. Yeah. It, it yeah, was you really wild. Could. I mean, again, I, I know I've been teasing a little bit, so I need to get it out there. The guy that was in the best shape by far, <laughs> my God, he's built like a Greek God was the Duke tran transfer Marquise. DB safety. Yeah. Marquise waters. My God. Like I, I pointed to him. I remember I looked at Brandon and I just pointed to him. I was like, he's built like a damn linebacker. Yeah. What I the hell is going you, um, on here? 
when you pointed that out, I was like, well, who's to his left? Because his left, our right. I was like, Who, who's right next to him? Because you were like Seth Collins. And I was like, okay, well, Seth has some height to him. And, um, you know, Seth's a former wide receiver. You know, he went through it at Oregon State, displayed all these positions. That's Dr. But, Seth Collins to you, by the way. Oh, yes. He, yeah, pro- yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's been on campus long hope, enough. He might as well yeah, get a doctor. I say, hope the guy can see the field this year, honestly, because, yeah. I mean, for him, because I know he's, he's a great guy, a nice guy, super nice guy. But nonetheless, Marquise was standing next to him, and Marquise is shorter than him. But Marquise was just yoked, man. I mean, wild, straight up yoked. And he's and he, used he, to he Coach the, Jones. And he was the fastest guy in the DBs that I saw. Too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had it, a nice quick step. Wild. Well, I, I mean, and, and the first thing, you know, after seeing him and everything, I was looking for Eric Monroe. Um, and you mentioned in the piece that he walked out um, a little after, like literally as soon as the media um was asked to leave which is no coincidence but hey 100 respect it um it was just one of those deals where i was like okay that is the perfect compliment to eric monroe because waters can do both he can drop back and you mentioned it in the piece as well he plays zone coverage he did a really good job in the zone coverage drills but he's also with that body type there's no way in hell he's not going to be running downfield and trying to lay some wood on yeah. somebody in the backfield so that allows you if you're coach patterson especially in the secondary, and you're going to have a couple of new guys in DBs with McPherson gone as well as others. This allows you to have two really experienced guys that are high-quality players to really just use as chess pieces. Do you want to use Waters as the center fielder? Do you want to use Eric Monroe as the center fielder? Do you want to bring them both down and act as extra linebackers off blitzes and play cover zero? You know, there's a lot of things you can do with these guys, but I'll tell you what, that that was the guy that really stood out to me. It, it probably – if I'm being honest, Brandon, it went waters was the main standout again, first day of spring practice. I'm going to call my role. I just noticed his body. Holy crap. Um, but waters, then the next guy that stood out to me, I really wanted to see again one day, but it was Donovan Smith. The ball was coming yeah. out of his hand quick. And then the other guy that really stood out to me was Williams, because again, I like to see guys that are coached um, and coachable. And he was both of those um, today in terms of he um, allowed himself to be coached and was coachable on a lot of factors where it wasn't just getting, you know, coached from his coach and Derek Jones either. There was guys in that DB because Tech only has eight of them. I kid. Um, <laughs> but he was getting coached up by his teammates too a little bit on the technique side. So I really like to see that. But um, we'll be back there again tomorrow and we'll have another yeah. one. And um, um... Just to mention, just a couple honorable mentions, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. I know this is RS and ten. We've gone over ten minutes, I'm sure. But um, oh, we're 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 at twenty. But who cares? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> you at least listen to it. Hey, we'll promote we'll promote the hell out of this because it's fine. Yeah, and I can't say that, so it's okay. But um, honorable mention, and it's a guy that you mentioned to me before was Adrian Fry, because when you pointed out he was Adrian's an older guy on this team, uh, freshman All American then it kind of just kind of went a little down for him but he was over there doing imitating the same drill that his teammates were doing when he wasn't even up running the same drill running running at the same time he would complete the drill go back watch coach jones coach up the next guy but then kind of imitate the same drill just to kind of work on his craft which is a big step for him because i know this is a guy that you know i know tj basher back in the past was a guy that you know, can he stay out of trouble? Can he take the coaching and stuff? And Adrian, I think he's was kind of one of those guys, not as bad, but kind of one of he just took the 
be advised if he just took those little notes, made those little tweaks to his game, he could be another, he could be an all American once again. And uh, yeah. that was a nice, um, a nice, really nice thing to say or to see, excuse me. And then uh, another, just one more quick note was uh, Sonny Cumbie just kind of seemed in control of that whole offense. And um, I know some people have mentioned before, obviously he's their coach. Of course they should listen to him, but it's, it's a little different. You know, these guys are more or less they're Well, some of these guys are used to cliff staff. Well, that wasn't They're They're used not to Yost. His, their coach. They didn't commit that's to not him. their coach. Yeah. And it was really nice to see him just kind of, Hey guys, bring it in. I know what I'm doing. We're going to get this thing rolling. And just from day one, and he's been here since December. So, and I also think that's impressive because he's only been here since December. I guess if you think about it, it's just the whole month of January, February, and now we're into March, the two and a half months, maybe because I think it was December 22nd when he got hired. So the last week of December and then, you know, two, two more months, that's still a quick turnaround to get so used to a coach to buy in, to look locked in. And obviously it's going to have to translate onto the playing field when, when we, week one comes around. And like we've mentioned before, spring practice day one. So, you know, take, take it how it is, but this is just kind of what we saw. And there's some positives with this team, but there are some negatives. And yeah, um, no, yeah, absolutely. But, and then and, Tyler Shuck's still not on campus, by the way. Yeah, no. And, and again, I'm not trying to paint the prettiest of pictures from this. And I don't think you are either. There's definitely flaws with this roster. But yeah. the things that you wanted to see in terms of positives, in terms of coaching, what some of the quarterbacks looked like, what the new transfers looked like, that kind of deal. I think day one was just, okay, they all look good. They're all slowly getting acclimated and everything like that. And by yeah. the way, do want to say this before we head out to um, it looked like the starting line was in terms of practice again, day one stormant. Then you went West and right Deaton. Mm-hmm. Then you had Berger at right guard and then Caleb Rogers at right tackle. So I don't know if that's going to be the day one starters, but it was implemented right away. Like yeah. those were the five guys that were going together in drills. Yeah, and um, Coach Wells kind of mentioned that before, too. Everybody's going to get cross-trained, and it sounded like a lot of guys, except for the tackles, mainly uh, TJ, uh, TJ from TCU, uh, Stormont, isn't really he, – he said he might get snaps at center, but it seemed like everybody besides the tackles were going to get snaps at center, even though Dawson seems like he's going to be the guy there because he has been the guy there. But um, a lot of movability there. But like you mentioned, those five um, really kind of – Stood out and are projected to kind of maybe be those starters. And uh, damn, RC, I had one more thing I was going to mention because I was going to stop you midway and just say, hey, I have one more thing. But um, kind of lost my train of that track there whenever you started talking about the old lineman. Well, I'll say uh, this. Um, it shocked the hell out of me to see Trevor Roberson playing right guard. <laughs> I can tell yeah. you that. He was playing yeah, right that, guard on, on a couple of snaps. I was like, what the hell? I, I was – yeah. I was dumbfounded for a split second. I was like, my God, why is he at right guard? And it was one of those situations where it was clear as day it was right guard because it was an RPO-type drill, and he was getting pulled. And I was like, whoa, 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 why do we got a 6'11 giant at right guard? How is the quarterback going to be able to see over this man? But I guess and if you're a, if you're a blitzing inside linebacker and you see this is – You'll probably think twice <laughs> when Andre the Giant yeah. is literally so. right there at right guard. And, and oh, I don't that's – um... Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish no, your go, thought. Go ahead. Yeah. It, no, oh, I'm totally off track here. You got to finish your thought. 
Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't want Andre the Giant coming after me. Oh, I mean, yeah, he yeah, could yeah. clothesline somebody and decapitate him. No, you're going full Undertaker theme song once he comes towards you. But <laughs> yeah, um, you are. I mentioned in the, just to clear things up, clear the air here too, because uh, Demarcus Marshall and Troy uh, Bradshaw, I mentioned this in Wells' uh, opening statement. They are on medical scholarships, which means they are not on the team. They are medically retired. And I know some folks had a, had some questions about that in that thread, and I probably should have went in there and cleared that up. But um, those two guys are no longer on the roster. They're, you can't click their uh, profile on the website there. They're medically just um, done from football at Texas Tech at least. And um, But, yeah, that's probably about it. And then Rico is just out for the spring just because Rico, Xavier White, and Xavier Martin, and, and then Dunlap. Malik Dunlap. Yeah which is another one, another name to keep an eye out. But just kind of wanted to mention that. That's the thought I had earlier that I forgot. But uh, two guys, two offensive linemen that are uh, gone. And then Bradshaw opted out last year, so you didn't see him last year either. But um, nonetheless, two scholarships that are open, I guess. Or I don't know if they're technically open, but I don't know um, how since they are. They have, to, they have to keep, uh, keep forth with their scholarship because they were older guys, little older guys. But nonetheless, uh, kind of wanted to highlight those names that you're probably not going to hear about in spring. And then uh, Dawson was also limited, which I thought was interesting. But uh, he'll be available full swing once we get into fall and stuff. But yeah, so, you really didn't lose much. So so much for uh, RRS and 10. This is RRS and 10 times yeah, when three. We, uh, when we you're, upload this, I'm gonna yeah, like mention this is worth listening to because I think I think it is. You're welcome, Always. America. Yeah, you well, are. I mean, we had some good tidbits. Yeah, you're welcome. And we'll be right back at it tomorrow, too. So um day two, practice two of 15, yes. and then we got about a week off yeah. um before the next practice. But um it'll be interesting. I I, I hopefully um we get to see a little bit more of the offense on the field closest to us, but Hey, beggars can't be choosers. We're just happy to be there um, because, shoot, Dowdy was mentioned it two weeks ago. I mean, there was a very strong likelihood if this was two weeks ago that we wouldn't even be there and be able to yeah. see it. So um, just thankful that we actually get to go cover it and get this information to you guys and actually get to see up close and personal. Got to co- uh, talk to Coach Wells today. Um, he made fun of Brandon's cowboy he pullover, did. I have, as I've he had should. That hoodie for you. I've had that hoodie for a long time. It needs to be retired. But well, you know um, what? I'm you, so does your fandom with the Cowboys, but that's a different no, story. No, no. You know what doesn't need to be retired though, and uh, I don't think Two Dogs uh, minds this. But I'm waiting for my home field apparel hoodie to get here. But I can't wear that to practice because I'm not supposed to be biased. But oh, I can yeah. wear it. I can wear it to Two Dogs though. There you go. You can wear it to Two Dogs, as we mentioned in the open. Um, they are sponsoring RRS and Ten. Um, and well, they got their money's worth on this one. That is for Dan. Oh, they sure did. Sure, you're welcome, uh, Eric's. Yeah, there you go. For Brandon, I am RC. Appreciate y'all listening to RRS and 10. We will be back tomorrow, and you know where to get the latest in Texas Tech athletics news. It's redraidersports.com.